Welcome to SBM Studios Podcast, your home for the most insightful interviews featuring Southern Gospel artists and industry insiders. Now, here's your host, Scott Bolden. Well, thank you so much, Jason, and hello, everybody. Hey, I know I normally don't jump on here and say anything before we jump right into an episode and the interview, but I wanted to explain real quick the quality that you will hear on this episode. You see, we had an amazing opportunity to interview one of Southern Gospel Music's fan favorites right in the middle of the National Quartet Convention's Fall Festival that was held in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. It was held September the 27th through October the 3rd. And this interview comes straight from the hallways of the LeConte Center. And so you're going to have a lot of hallway noise. We jumped down into a corridor, tried to find as quiet of a place as possible. I set up the mobile studio. We sat on a hard, hard piece of wood in a windowsill. I held the Royer ribbon mic on my knee, and we took off for a fun time of conversation. And I think you'll enjoy this interview. So just sit back and to tell you what, you can just kind of picture yourself being there in the hallway of the National Quartet Convention Fall Festival. We hope you enjoy this episode of SBM Studios Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to SBM Studios Podcast. We've got a special episode this time around. I'm thankful to be spending the week at NQC Fall Festival in Pigeon Forge. And had an awesome opportunity to talk with one of my singing heroes this week. And I'm joined by Jay Parrott. Welcome, Jay. Hey, thank you, Scott. Always a pleasure, brother. Hey, I'm just tickled. I thank you so much for giving me your time. I know y'all have got a really busy week, but uh, I'm excited that we get get to hang out. It looked like it wasn't going to happen there for a moment. Yeah, I'm grateful for any time that we've got. Uh, This week, uh, the board and all the members uh, that host this uh, NQC have worked really hard uh, to manage to put this together and I think it's come off pretty pretty smooth this week and so I'm just grateful for the opportunity to be at something like this. It really has worked smooth yeah the board did a fantastic job I'm glad uh, to give the group's opportunity to, to be singing in front of folks again. I Absolutely. know y'all have been off the road for a good bit but uh, but yeah I, uh, I was thinking this afternoon about things to talk about and I have followed you for a long time. It's kind of funny. I was talking to a cousin of mine today, and, uh, you know, back in 1994, um, I'll be honest with you, I was devastated because (laughs) I grew up listening to Gold City. Yeah. And I wanted to be the next Brian Free yeah. as a kid, you know. Yeah. And uh, the thing about it was, you know, about that time, let's see, did Ivan leave first or did Brian? I can't they remember. They left the same time. Same time. Okay. So during that time, that change, Mike had already left. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the changes were coming, but it didn't take me very long to fall in love with a new tenor singer, and that was you. And, well, uh, you know, I just, I, thinking back to those times, it's hard to believe that's been that long ago, 1994. I know. <laughs> it, it goes by so fast. And, um, you know what, I was just like you were. I was uh, I was a big fan of Gold City yeah. before I ever joined them, and I knew all their songs. And Brian was a great tenor singer, still is. Yes. Uh, great guy, and... Uh, was doing some amazing things with the group and so those were big shoes to fill sure and the lord showed me grace and favor and gave me that opportunity i tried out um 
the longest two or three months of my life were from October of 2003, I mean of uh, 1993 till January 1 of 1994. Because I tried out for Gold City in October of 1993. Okay. And I got the job. And then he said, okay, but we don't need you until January 1st, 1994. <laughs> so you had that long to think about I it. I had to just wait. And I didn't think that day was ever going to get here. Wow. And now we are 26 years later, 27 years later, and here we are. And we've already closed that chapter and opened yeah. another chapter. Absolutely. And thinking about that, now, how old are you when you went with Gold City? I was 22 years old. 22. So I know that you grew up. Uh, well, your father singing professionally, yes. singing for the Kingsman, right? Yes. Uh, Mr. Johnny. And uh, so did you always, was that your dream? Was that, that your was childhood my dream? dream Absolutely. Sing? I just wanted to go sing somewhere with somebody. Um, I wanted to crawl on a bus. I didn't care anything about school. I didn't care anything <laughs> about uh, college. And I went to college and I went to school, finished all that, but I just wanted to go sing. And so when Tim Riley called me, I nearly passed out. Right. So this was my dream come true. Oh, that's awesome. And it still is. So did you did you grow up going out on the bus with Mr. Johnny and mm-hmm. the Kingsman? Yeah, when I was a little boy, um, I remember riding the bus some trips with uh, Jim and Squire, Ray Dean and Eldridge, and those were just like uh, uncles to me. Yeah. And uh, they would Dad would let me go some weekends. But then when Dad left the Kingsman, Dad had a solo ministry. Right. And, um I got to go with him okay. on even while he was doing that. And I still, this is that's just all I ever wanted so to do. So it was do. just in your blood. Absolutely. So, uh, and then I talked about the transition in Gold City. And I say that because that was the period of time, like 84, 85, 86, 87, is really when I connected with Southern Gospel Music. Uh-huh. That version of Gold City and then the Cathedral, some of those groups. Sure. But now I tell you, when y'all came around and you had Jonathan on lead, you mm-hmm. had Mark on baritone, yes. and you on tenor, you know, it's amazing to me gold city has had two different eras with top-notch quartets i mean because y'all were at the top putting out uh, you know release after release hit after hit and uh, just fan favorites those years because you won uh favorite tenor for several years i did horizon um, individual i think yeah, four years so. the uh yeah god was just really good to us yeah. and gold city just gold city quartet he was good too and um i agree uh, Gold City was, they set a standard yes. back in the 80s. And uh, when we were handed that opportunity, uh, when we hired Jonathan, Jonathan didn't start until two years after I came. Right. And when Jonathan came, that was probably the missing piece. Mm-hmm. That was the missing piece. Uh, because we needed a different identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had Brian and Ivan and Mike and Tim, and then later Steve Lacey. Mm-hmm. Um, you had those guys, and they all stood still. And, and they would sing, and they would end everything together. And then, and they were very successful with that. Right. Very successful. And... Um, so when we came along, if we tried that, we were automatically going to be compared to what they had yeah. already done. Yeah. And, you know, you can't, um, you can't redo something like that. You have like to make that. your own road. Exactly. Yeah. And so when Jonathan came, the, we kind of got out of that box. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. allowed us to get out of the box, and we all could be ourselves. With Mark, everything Mark did, he was going to be thrown into a cathedral box. <laughs> right. And, and then we had this, the Gold City before us, we were thrown into that box. Uh, so when Jonathan came, that kind of said, okay, 
now this is Gold City. Right. And we may not end up standing in the same spot we started. <laughs> That's right. And all our end endings are going to be staggered. And uh, so it was just, it was a different, it was a different. It was, you know, like you said, it was a different, and I like that difference because the version of Gold City through those years with you guys was a powerhouse group. Well, and a lot of energy on the yes, stage. I mean, yes. Jonathan is Mr. Energy. You're a lot of energy. I mean, you're, that's yeah. one reason you're a fan favorite. You know, you, 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 your personality comes across on stage. Well, praise the Lord. I have, you know, what you see on stage, that's very real. Because I love doing what I do. Yes. I really do. You tell. And after um, I was off, been off the road for 16 years, right. after a 16-year break, I'm never going to take that for granted. Oh, yeah. I'm not. And, and then with everything that's gone on in 2020, mm-hmm. and they're saying, okay, well, we can't go out. we got to stay at home, and <laughs> right. we got to do this and all that. We had a lot of off time. Sure. And uh, I'm not going to take that for granted. I'm right. absolutely like a little kid in the sandbox. Oh, I mean, yeah. I'm having a ball. Yeah, it is something. Because, let's say, how long have you been back with uh, Singing with the Lefebvre? I started in December of last year, December 2019. December. So right after that. Here comes yeah. this, this break. I, I, I closed out 2019, then we hit it hard in January and February right. and most of March. Mm-hmm. And then the world turned upside down, and we went home. Yeah, yeah. And um, So, yeah, um, and I was thinking, too, back to that group again, talking about the prayer. I have a, a distinct memory. It's really kind of cool because we talked yesterday at your table. Yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's a tie-in because uh, Jordan Lefebvre's wife, Allie, grew up in my youth group at church. Yeah, I was that's a youth so pastor, And uh, she sung an FFA quartet that I helped with. But one time, y'all, uh, Gold City came to Columbus, Mississippi to the Trotter uh, Convention Center. Yeah. And uh, I carried the quartet, our little young high school FFA yes. quartet, to come watch you guys for stage presence. Oh, that, That's my cool. God. Yeah, that, that, that's pretty smooth, but I did, just well, because of the energy on the stage. Well, and we had a, we, we had a blast. I, I tell everybody, they'll, they'll come and they'll compare you know they sounded better you sounded better and all this stuff it doesn't matter we we wanted to sound good sure but whether we sounded better than anybody else or not it didn't matter we had more fun than anybody else that's right i promise you that well and i had an uncle that really influenced me joe champion and uh you know, he he said Christians ought to be the happiest, most joyful people He's right. that you're ever around. He's right. And you know, I always had an issue with that. Sometimes, you know, like singing, and you have to be serious. And, and yeah, so, no, there should be joy. Right. And, right. And, and that's one thing that when I watch you sing, there's joy all over you. I, I have more fun doing that than anything. Oh, I, I yeah. would just. And then when I'm with good guys, good people. Yes. Uh, like I was when I was with Gold City, mm-hmm. and then like I am now. Yeah. Uh, with Mike and Jordan and Terry, Brian and Will, I'm, I'm having the time of my life. They're good singers, but they're good men. Absolutely. And oh I, yeah. I'm yeah. very. And I, something else is pretty cool. My first night, January 1st in 1994 with Gold City, um, Jordan Lefevre was there. Really? He was three years old. Three years old. <laughs> Mike showed up. Mike came down to Birmingham <laughs> for that final concert to see it. And uh, he had Jordan. Jordan was that's three years awesome. old. No, that's terrible. Actually, I'm pretty old. <laughs> well, you know. Now me. I work for the guy. Now you work for the guy. <laughs> yeah, that's that's something. Oh yeah, I can remember when Jordan came into the world. I mean, back in those days, following around with, yeah. with the old city, and now that that yeah, that kind of ages us a little bit Woo! there. But you know, thinking about you, and we talked about a lot about your personality on stage, and. Um, 
I'm sure one of your number one, if or your number one singing influence has to be Mr. Johnny. Absolutely. I mean, growing up and Absolutely. watching him, and even watching, uh, I was at the Memphis Quartet show a few years ago when y'all uh, Gold City that version yeah. we're talking about did a reunion. Yeah. And y'all did Glory Road and brought the old yeah. man on yes. stage. Yes. And I remember Mr. Johnny come up and it's like. Jay Johnny. Jay. Yeah. I mean, y'all y'all have so many similarities, even in singing style, the way you phrase, the way you place, the way you. And, and so I know he's your number one influence. But in growing up, did you have other singing influences that shaped your 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 well, who you wanted to be? Yeah, I'll tell you this. When I was in um, tenth grade, we moved out for two years. We moved to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Dad took a staff position at a church there minister of music and uh, we were not but about 30 minutes from Tulsa okay and somebody in our church bought us tickets to a concert at the maybe center or you maybe center in Tulsa and it was to see Sandy Patty okay and she was in her prime yeah back then this was about 1986 or 87 mm-hmm. I think and um, I'd never been I had heard her on the radio and maybe I had a cassette and when we walked in and she came out and did her thing, I'd never seen anything, never heard anything like that. Right. Live. She commanded. Yeah. I, it blew me away. Right. And uh, now it was not Southern gospel, but no. I didn't care. No. It was good stuff. Um, she had a trio called First Call mm-hmm. backing her up, and they were incredible. And I remember where I was sitting. I've still got the ticket stub from that concert. I remember where I was sitting. And it hit me as a sophomore in high school. I want to do this in some way, shape, form, or fashion for a living. Wow. I want to sing right there. Yeah. And um, I have, I have or had, or I probably still have every recording she ever oh, came out awesome. with. She is the queen. She's the best female vocalist I have ever heard. Oh, yeah. Ever. Definitely. Um, she, but she does something that nobody else does to... Uh, the way she does it, and that is interpret. I mean, if she came up right now and started singing Jeremiah Was a Bullfrog, mm-hmm. I'd be in tears. She can interpret so well. Uh, I've never had anybody can sing and hit me right square in the heart every time. Yeah. And uh, She's like amazing. Yeah, and she so was amazing. I go to school every time I hear her sing anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was a huge influence on in my singing life, gotcha. so to speak, between her and dad, it was just it was just outstanding the things I saw that, yeah. and heard her do. Awesome, awesome. So through the years, uh, you sang with Gold City. Of course, you had your own group I uh, did. for several years, part yeah. time, kind of part time. It was very part time. Part time. Um, and then <clears throat> with the Leftovers, I, I was curious over these years, what's some of your favorite songs that you enjoy singing? Um, Right now, I love all of our new stuff. Yeah. Uh, this, oh, the prayer. Uh, this Between the Prayer and the, the Answer. Answer is awesome. Yes. Oh. Friend, do you wonder what the Lord does while you're praying hard and still waiting? Has he forgotten what's going on? Does he know your poor heart is breaking? Oh, I've learned the truth and my life's the proof. Yes, I know what God Children, whenever one falls, he's turning around. 
because he's the master. Hi folks, this is Eric Bennett with Triumph and Quartet, and you're listening to SBM Studios Podcast. What a song. Yes. And it's it's so relevant to mm-hmm. every Christian because when you when you get saved, you're gonna have a prayer life. Mm-hmm. And when you talk to the Father and you have a prayer request for him, a need or a storm to calm, uh, nine times out of ten he's gonna tell you to wait. Yes. He's not gonna say yes or no or presto, there it is. Most of the time he just says, Okay, wait. Let's wait. If it was that quick, where would be the building of the faith? Correct. Correct. Yes. yes. And but that is also the hardest time. Oh yes. That can be such a difficult time. Uh, is in that spiritual waiting room. Absolutely. And you get discouraged, and you want to handle the thing on your own. Right. And, uh, so that's so relevant, and it's one of those songs that um, you think, man, I should have thought of that. I should have wrote that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, it speaks to everybody. When I first heard it. Um, um, during this time of, of the COVID time, I was talking back and forth with Allie, and I, she sent me the, yeah. the, the project. <clears throat> I bought it from, from them, and um, I heard that song, and it just ministers to you. You know, yeah. personally, uh, for 13 years, my family's been praying for healing for my wife. Yeah. And we pray, and we pray, and we pray, yeah. and we and pray. And you're still waiting. And we're still waiting. Yeah. We're still waiting, and still believing. Yeah, I'm sure. still believing. Sure. I, I mean, I do. But, but yeah, you know, that it's in those But it gets dark. Years. Oh, it does. It gets dark and it scary. Does. It, it really, While it you're waiting. really does. But, yeah, that's an awesome song. And, I mean, I did. I went back today and was listening, or this morning, and listening to some of the, the older Gold City songs. Yes, sir. You had some sir. power songs back then. Oh, wow. I actually pulled up a video. Video and it was a Gaither video. I think God's building a church. Yeah, all that. yeah. Were, were you scared to death? Yes, <laughs> yes, I was scared. To death. I, I, I just wonder, you know, just because you was a young guy. When yes, y'all did that. yeah, I'm still am Scott. And no, then, I had. Um, <laughs> we did. Um, we did several of those Gaither things. Those were a lot of fun. Yeah, but yeah, you have all those people. Those heroes. Yeah, all those people <laughs> that have done it way longer than you yeah. and way better than you. Right. For, uh, for sitting. R- two feet in front of you and you sing a lot of p's and s's you're going to spit on them and uh yeah there they sit and and of course they're all very kind very gracious they they love you and they support you and i just but yeah that was very intimidating every single time one thing that i've noticed watching those through the years it seems like that very group we're talking about is cheering y'all on like the younger the younger folks coming up it just seemed like they had your back they did and what an example yeah for us then right we need to be doing the same thing Absolutely. for people coming behind us. Yeah, because like right now, I mean, you and I are really, we're pretty close in age. And I was looking over this week at NQC and these young folks coming on. Sure. And now it's our age. It's the time for like you to yeah. to, to to encourage Absolutely. and to have that influence on them. Absolutely. You know, to make sure this great music Just like the ones that went going. before us were cheering us on. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, and I know I'm, I'm trying to watch time here a little bit. I don't want to keep you forever. I had a couple of more things. It's sure. okay to yeah. kind of talk around because I, I served for um, 18 years as bivocational minister of music as well. So yes. we ha- um, you you served as well. Um, my curiosity is if, if you compared ministry, because I firmly believe, you know, what you guys do week in, week out, y'all are in ministry. Uh-huh. I mean, yes, entertainment is a piece of it. Sure. But you're ministering to people. The heart of what the Lefevers do is to touch someone for the Lord, is to, to build the kingdom, to see souls saved, and to Absolutely. encourage the believers. I know that. Yeah. 
but so that's a part of ministry and then you transition to church staff ministry and I thought maybe you could speak on that compare contrast you know yeah absolutely yeah I um, <clears throat> I've got a, a unique situation when I left Gold City um, I came off the road to try to be home to mm-hmm. be a father for sure. my kids and the Lord allowed me to do that mm-hmm. and I've got two wonderful children they both graduated high school now so the wife said, yeah, it's time for you to get out. But uh, <laughs> no, when I first got off the road and I jumped into church work, I was in South Georgia at a smaller church. It wasn't T90, but it was a, it was a small church and uh, some sweet, some of the sweetest people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were very kind and patient with me because I had to make the transition. Yeah. But um, I had been on staff there for about six weeks and I had a bad Sunday. Yeah. I had a low attendance in my choir. The special didn't go good. Oh, My yeah. congregational music didn't flow like I wanted it to flow. The musicians weren't paying attention. You know, it's like yeah. everything oh, just I, happened in once. I completely understand. Okay. <laughs> and I was pretty mad the next day. It was Monday, and I was in the office, and I was slinging things around, and the pastor tried to speak to me, and I was just kind of pouting about it. And he said, hey, come into the office. I want to talk to you a minute. Uh-huh. And I thought, well, now he's going to fire me. And <laughs> So I got in the, in the office, and... He was a very gracious, a gentle man, and he said, Jay, he said, can I just tell you some things? And I said, sure. He said, you, for the last decade, have been with a group, and they were on the top of their game. Mm-hmm. Right. They all knew what they were doing mm-hmm. in their respective positions. Right. They were the best at what they did in their positions. Yes. So you didn't have to worry about anybody else's part except for yours. That's right. He said, you were in a different town, most likely a different state every night. New crowd. You were in a different (laughs) building. You sung to new faces. Yes. You would be with people. You would spend roughly, we'll say around two hours with people, in front of people. Mm -hmm. He said, "Um, everything you did in front of those people for those two hours was perfect. You could do no wrong in front of those people for two hours. Mm -hmm. And then you packed up all your stuff and you went to somewhere else and the same thing happened again. Right. He said... It's different. He said, here's your difference. He said, you're going to be in the same building week in, week out. You're going to look at the same faces week in and week out. They're going to go on vacations at the most critical times of your ministry. They're going to get sick at the most critical times of your ministry. You're going to see when they're sick, well, sad, mad, happy. Uh, You're going to see births. You're going to see deaths in their life. Um, You will be investing in their lives. Mm -hmm. He yep. said, but on the flip side of that, he said, these people are going to invest in your life. Oh, yeah. Not everything you do in front of these people is going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. He said, you're going to, uh, they're going to see when you're mad, sad, glad, and happy. Right. Uh, they're going to see when you're sick or when you're well. They're going to notice that they can't do everything you're asking them to do. They're not the best at what you're asking right. them to do. Right. And he said, but he said, you're still the minister of music, and um, you're going to be just fine. And all of that he said, I, I should have already known that. But that's a huge difference. You had to hear it. Yeah. I, <laughs> and so for four years, I sang in the same building in front of the same crowd of people. Yeah. Roughly. Um, and they, we got in there together, and we grew that church, and we had some great times. And... Um, 
they're still some of my best friends, but yeah. I invested my life. Yes. Because they saw my children, they saw my wife, they saw me on the good days, the bad days, and I saw them on their good days and their bad days. Yeah. Uh, so that's different from yeah. from being out here. Oh, you make a great point because, yeah, you're a, a fan favorite every time you walk on the stage <clears throat> at the new venue in QC, wherever you're at. You're not always a fan favorite in the uh, no. in the local church. About I, six I, I, months I into um, <laughs> about six months after you're hired, you are now a piece of the furniture. <laughs> they are accustomed to seeing you. Yes, and and I'm guilty of it. If you uh, if you're a member of a church and you should be, uh, you'll take your staff for granted. Yes, because you're you just you, you get do. used we to all see do. them. Sure, I do. would too. Yes. I do too. Yes. Um, because you see them week in and week out. Right. And if you get sick or you need something, they're always there. Right. But uh, so I'm trying after 16 years of being a minister of music, I'm trying not to take my pastor at home for granted. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You, you gained your perspective. I mean, absolutely. you changed your perspective. Because on that. things are never going to stay the same. No. They're never going to stay the same. No matter how good or bad they are, they're never always going to be the same. Right. That's good. That's good insight. And, and now you come full circle. Yeah. You're back yeah. on the road again. And, and uh, so now what I'm trying to do is figure out a way to invest more of myself in the people mm-hmm. um, where, where we go sing and allow them to invest more in me in you. Uh, because that is such a... That's a big responsibility. If we're going to go sing, we need to make it count. Yeah, it and is. it needs to be a ministry. Yeah, um, yeah. Entertainment's fine. Yeah, uh, but it needs to be a ministry. Absolutely, because we don't have much time. Yeah, I learned. Uh, I, I did several youth events, and I had a young man come in. He was a, uh, an evangelist. I don't know if you ever heard in your time, Lee Ryan John Ryan John Snell. He's a, he he I does don't guess a, I know. okay. He he came in, and one thing that fascinated me, he set up his stuff very early. Mm-hmm. So that as the people, as the kids came in, yeah. he was going and sitting in the pews with them. Yeah. He was asking them how school was going. He was asking them how the family was going. Yeah. What's up? And really investing That's that invested. time. That's right. The flip side of that is if you do that, then when you step up on that stage, yep. you've already. You've got them. You've already connected. They'll pay you. Yeah. And then the message mm-hmm. can be conveyed. So. Correct. That's good stuff. Um, you know, you're talking about seeing the good and the bad um, and how you're always... These folks here I'm watching this week, somebody could get up and sing, Mary Had a Little Lamb. Yeah. And they're going to stand up and roar. Sure, you know? yeah. But uh, And that's great because we need the encouragement. One thing that I ask a few artists, and you're a tenor singer, so your range, and, and you are one of the highest. Uh, I mean, you, you can sky. You know, uh, you... you, 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 you <laughs> You hit one the other night. I'm sure you'll get it tonight. I'm, oh, I, I'm hoping to hear a couple of songs I've got on my on my mind tonight. I'm hoping that you'll hit. <laughs> but but talking about good and bad, you know, the dates don't stop. I'm noticing a lot of artists, and I think it's a little bit because of the layoff and the time of the year with the mm-hmm. allergies. What do you do to try to keep that voice? That's your that's your tool. That is that's your right. tool for your vocation. So what do you do to try to keep that voice as, well, as best it can be? Well, you know be? what? I figured out my dad told me a long time ago, Jay, the best thing you can do to take care of your voice is rest. And um, so I try to get as much rest as I can. Yeah. But um, And that's coming easier with age. <laughs> I, don't, I, used, I used to hate taking naps. Uh, but now... It's easier. Now it's a whole lot easier. <laughs> But yeah, you just have to um, 
because you invest and because most of the people who come see us, they understand what you do. Yeah. And um, if you're sick, you just get up there. And uh, I asked a guy that, that did this for a living one time. I said, man, what do you do when you get sick? He said, I just tell everybody, look, hey, I'm sick, so you're going to hear me miss some stuff. Just laugh it off with me. Yeah. You can laugh. Oh, sure. And uh, so that's all, that's all I can do. And that's one thing I love to see, and a lot of your artists do that. You know, don't take yourself too seriously. Right. And, and, and you know, in a case like that, I, you know, I've seen bass singers do it this week. I think I've caught a few times. If you're not in your prime voice, then you change things. You know, maybe you don't sky. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. You some can of your take some options. Like you do. Yeah, you take the <laughs> options. Um, but yeah, that's good because I always ask that question because I struggle with yeah. voice all the time. So you know, and I know you don't you don't have time to struggle with. It. No, there's there's that, that's it. That's your that's your wrench. That's, that's what your you screwdriver. Do. That's you right. Know, that's that's what exactly you right. So uh, well, good deal. Um, kind of starting to get to the wrap up side of this. One thing I always like to do because the whole reason we do this is to try uh, to uh, help promote our art, artist yep. and uh, positively, and uh, also encourage listeners. But maybe take a moment. You know, you're the Lefebvre Quartet now. Uh, maybe tell our listeners how they can connect with Lefebvre Quartet. Okay. What you got going on? Anything you want to say to okay. promote the Lefebvre Quartet? If you will, take a moment. <clears throat> We've got um, our Facebook page. I think there's a uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and I'm I don't do any of that kind of stuff. I do. I, I I'm on Facebook, but the group has a Facebook right. page. But we've also got a website, www.thelefevercortet.com, and that's all spelled out in lowercase, thelefevercortet.com. Uh, so yeah, you can check out. We've got an online store there. Our schedules there lots of lots of stuff whatever's going on it's on there yeah. and a lot of people ask about our schedule and that's the best way you can find out mm-hmm. is, is see a up-to-date schedule is uh the website lefevrecortet.com um and as far as singings go you know we're already getting dates our next year is trying to fill up and that's Great. praise praise Great. the lord for that yeah uh you know we've still got a few spots in the remainder of 2020 okay. that we would like to see filled but you know we don't we can't anticipate a whole lot we just don't know um but yeah and we've we're hoping to have we've got a, a project in the works it's a hymns CD. oh great okay and it's our part is done okay we did that during the quarantine we oh, said hey great. we're bored let's go cut another record <laughs> so we did and um so but that's not out yet but it's it's strictly us four guys and brian our piano player love, nothing else love it us and piano and it's straight up hymns love it just the way they were um so that's coming out but now that that's hopefully going to be out before the end of the year. Great. I'm hoping it is. Great. Uh, but one thing cool I want to mention is we've got a record. I saw it. Our newest project. They went back and put it's limited edition. It's uh it's there's only 500 of them. Okay. But it's out on record. If if there's anybody out there that still has a record player, yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they if you've still got a record player, you can order a record. Our latest project with between the prayer and the answer. You can order that thing on LP. That's awesome. And uh, so, yeah, I've got one. I love it. I yeah. played it at home. I thought, yeah, it sounds good on a record. Yeah, I, I got hooked. Uh, I got uh, caught up with, like, uh, Scoot Shellnut and several folks yeah. and the LP collecting, so I'm hooked. So oh, yes. I, I old vintage stuff. Yes, sir. Got There's a lot nothing like pop on it. Yes, sir. Um, but, yeah, so good. I, I like to let folks know that and uh, definitely check out the website for schedules because that can change. And if anybody listening would like to book, 
the Lefebvre Quartet, then the booking agent information is on the it's, website. It is on the website. We're with Dominion. Yes, Dominion Agency. Uh, Lori Wise, I mm-hmm, think, helps mm-hmm. us out with that. Michael Davis. But, yeah, you can call Dominion Agency. I'm not sure the number off the top of my head. but It's on the website. Uh, it yeah, is on right. the website, and you can ask for Lori, and she'll she will definitely awesome. go out of her way. Yeah, and uh, highly recommend uh, any church that uh, would like to have a great night of, of music ministry and worship to, to contact the Lefebvre Quartet. And uh, one more thing to come, Jay, before I let you go, but I do want to say thank you to our listeners. Thank you for listening to us. If you caught this podcast by a Facebook post, we would greatly appreciate it if you would share that. That's the way this gets out, and you're helping us grow. Y'all are doing your job. We're growing. We appreciate it. Um, subscribe to us on your podcast platform uh, maybe leave a rating or review if you don't mind but we just want to tell our listeners that we love you uh, we thank you so much uh, we just appreciate everything you've done to encourage us and to help us in this little ministry that we're doing but uh, speaking about ministry Jane I know your heart for ministry and I know we've talked a little bit and touched on the crazy COVID time and everything yeah. else and you know there's a lot of folks that uh, kind of down right now I yeah. mean you know um, even even the most faithful, you know, we're all prone to have the moments of, of, of fear, of concern, of doubt. I mean, you know, nobody's immune from that. So I'm liking to, right now to let our artists kind of, if you want to share a word of encouragement with a listener or something, just, uh, you know, just a little perk, perk up a word of encouragement during this time. Absolutely. Well, the, the thing that I have found through this whole ordeal is uh, it's always the work. Because everything else, I mean, the, the Bible says the grass withers and the flower fades, but my word will stand forever. Amen. Okay, uh, you go to the Psalms 23, and you look at the very first line, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Yes. You can stop right there, but if you dissect that all the way, you can dissect that and find out that Jesus Christ is enough for everything. He says in the Word over 360 times, fear not or be not afraid. That's one time a day, every day of the year. So he knows there's going to be times of trouble where you're going to want to be afraid, Mm -hmm. and you don't have to live in fear. So you will have to choose. Paul says to take your thoughts captive. Uh, You don't have to live in fear. You take a hold of those thoughts, and you turn those into praise, and you don't have to live in fear. but the very first line, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The very first word is the. Hey. Yeah, the. <laughs> T-H-E. The Lord. Yeah. you got two words there, the Lord. But the first word is the. And that simply says the, as in that is singular. There is only one. Yes, sir. There is no other. Uh, there is no other descriptive adjective there to describe him. It just says the. And I love just that little article, T-H-E, mm. because that says there is no other. Yes. He and he alone is my shepherd, and I have need of nothing or no one else. Mm. So uh, hopefully you can take comfort and encouragement just in reading the first line of the Psalms. Amen. And the first word, you can just read the and shut your Bible <laughs> Amen. That's a sermon in itself, right? I love that. I, love I absolutely it. love it. Well, I do. I thank you for sharing that. And Jay, I really, th- this is an odd setup. Our listeners won't be able to see this. That's but, all right. Uh, Jay is giving me his time. We're sitting in a window seal. 
into Leconte Center. It's not comfortable. Uh, our, our sitting devices are numb from sitting yes. here. But uh, Jay, I really appreciate you giving My me honor. your time and sitting in with us and Honored sharing to do this it. time with us. So Anytime. I really appreciate it. And uh, God bless you, brother. Thank appreciate you, brother. you so much. You too. And to our listeners, we appreciate y'all. We'll see you around the bend. Thanks for listening to today's episode of SBM Studios Podcast. Until next time, this is Jason Baines reminding you to love God and love each other. It really is that simple, y'all.